Welcome to podcast number 18 for Thanks for Your Service. I'm David Hall. Thanks for Your Service is a news and information resource and its focus is on historical topics relating to the Australian military. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Thanks for Your Service. Our website is www.thanksforyourservice.net and you can also email us at info at thanksforyourservice.net. The Ingleburn Military Camp was established at the outbreak of World War II and is commonly known today as Bardia Barracks. It's well known to thousands of Australian Army personnel who from World War II, Korea, during National Service, Vietnam and then in its final primary role, home to the Army Reserves II training group. Bob Gosling from the Ingleburn Military Precinct Association tells us more. Bob, many thanks for joining us. No problem. Now, Bob, originally it was called the Ingleburn Military Camp and more commonly known these days or in the last uh, few decades as Bardia Barracks. What can you tell us about Bardia Barracks? Bardia Barracks is part of the old Ingleburn military area. It was uh, set up, it was the last bit that the army left over after they sold everything off it was just part it used to be uh, Balak Papan barracks and then they changed it to Bardia barracks and it was part of the two training group now in terms of the history of the of the original Ingleburn military camp it was a setup for Australia's preparation and involvement in World War two if we start That's there right, it was if we start sort of from a World War Two perspective, and if you could tell us a little bit about the history and how the, how the place had evolved. Okay, well, the camp was never designed to be a permanent base. It was uh, came into it as an answer to emergency of World War Two. It's always suffered because it was deemed a temporary camp and uh, it was started in 1939 and went on until in the 1990s. And uh, it was war was declared on the 17th of September 39, and work commenced on the 8th of October 39 to build the Ingleburn Barracks. There were 253 buildings completed in addition to construction of roads, electric light, water mains. By the 3rd of November, on which date the AIF moved in, it was all finished. During November, there was another 80 buildings added. I can give you a breakdown of of what barracks or what buildings they had in each one if you like yeah no absolutely because again the, the architecture and the buildings have formed part of the the history certainly when, when i did my service there in the late 80s uh, essentially all the barracks etc were still world war ii era well they still are now what's left of them which is only five buildings there's the original guard house the chaplain's hut the post office and three p1 huts which were originally part of the barracks, and that's all that's left apart from the memorials. But when it was first built, the artillery units had 62 buildings, parade headquarters had 22, signals had 44, engineers had 31, ordnance and works had 6, service corps 7, medical corps 27, or the army medical corps camp had 80, reconnaissance sections 41, and miscellaneous 13. So it was built, you know, 253 buildings in a very short time. And and for that, for the 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 military camps history in terms of the preparation for World War Two, were these actually Australian military units located there? Was it used as a training base, or what was its um, initial purpose when when the camp was first established? 
Well, originally known as Ingleburn Military Camp, the Commonwealth required 684 acres, which the Army had already occupied after setting up tape tents on the 8th of October 1939. It was originally constructed for the 2nd 16th Infantry Battalion to provide formation for the 2nd AIF. And then it went on for the Korean War, the Vietnam War, National Service and Army Reserves. For those people who don't know where it's located, can you give us a, a description of its location around sort of Holsworthy area in Sydney? It's on the Campbelltown Road between Casula and Ingleburn. And do we know why the location was actually selected by the Australian Army or the Commonwealth Government in the first place? Originally it was farmland and because of what they wanted to build in one one big place, they just acquired the whole 684 acres. Uh, the camp, you know, because they had such a, a vast uh, setup they wanted to build, they decided they'd just take the one piece of land. And the camp has been continuously used as a military site from World War II, but you also mentioned Korea. And do we know in terms of its involvement, say, for the Vietnam War and also the National Service training? If you could elaborate on that, please. When World War Two was over, it was you know, a whole heap of things that they wanted to camp, close the camp. But then there were all the other conflicts, Korea, and the 1st Battalion of the Royal RAR were trained at Ingleburn. Then the first post-war National Service scheme came in in 1950s, combined with the Suez and Malayan crisis. The camp reached its zenith in the 1960s when the Vietnam conflict and selective conscription arose. Then it became part of the... Uh, the National Service Training Area, and it was also known as Rio Wing for Vietnam. The, uh, they, there were two military hospitals there, one, um, one military hospital and then the second military hospital. Um, yeah, two military hospital and one military hospital all combined into one field hospital. And that was, they looked after all the wounded that came back from Vietnam. Do we know when the name Bardia Barracks was actually given to the camp? Not long after the Second World War finished. It was originally, as I say, Balak Papan, but the Monash, I think it was, decided that there was such a, a connection to Bardia. And then post the National Service, when National Service was abolished in 1972, Bardia Barracks was given to the Army Reserve as a, a training establishment. That's right, two training group moved in. Um, the camp was beginning to wind down, but even so, there was one field, hosp uh, one field hygiene company um, known as Manunda Lines, and then uh, headquarters of one company, Raski, they moved back with 21 supply platoon, and transport platoons were deployed to Ingleburn in 1966. And as I say, many of the buildings were demolished or destroyed by fire in the late 1990s. The site itself has been vacant since late 2000. When they say vacant, it is now a massive housing estate. There's something like 30,000 homes, a railway station, and a massive town square which has got a multi-storey uh, town centre. And what's left now? If, if, if people go to the old site of Bardia Barracks today, what would they see? They would see, as I said before, the five huts and the guardhouse and a, a big um, steel fence around it, and all of the memorials. There's quite a few memorials on site um, for the various units that were there. The 16th Infantry Battalion Memorial, the National Service Memorial, and a memorial wall which listed all of the units which served at Ingleburn, 
Engelburn, and a memorial grove of cypress surrounding a sandstone column, which has 250-odd names of men that were killed, accidentally killed, in training. And tell us a bit about your association and, and what, what was your involvement with Bardia Barracks? Uh, basically nothing. I went there on a tour with the Liverpool Historical Society and thought, hmm, this looks a good place. So I thought, well, I'll join it. And I ended up becoming vice president and curator. Then Landcom decided that they'd have the whole place shut down. And oh, there's been a big... We had three huts and the guardhouse set up as uh, museums. And we were a working museum on the Monday. Tuesday, we declared an asbestos lead paint uh, contaminated death trap. So they closed us at, on the door. Bang, shut. We are... We've been fighting for the last two and a half, three years, and we've finally been given permission. To, well, we, we still had some displays in the post office and the chaplain's hut, but we've finally been given permission to... They, they locked all of our museum up in a, a steel shipping container, and we've finally been given permission to take some of the stuff out of that and set it up in displays in the, the other two buildings. But we're still fighting to get our other three buildings opened again. And is there a website or a Facebook page or, or any, any sort of reference point that people can go to to find out a little bit more about the history of Bardia Barracks? In uh, Google Bardia Barracks, you'll find a couple of places will come up. One especially is uh, a website by Brian Battle. I took over from him as curator, and he's written a number of books about Bardia and the Ingleburn site. Bob, that's great. Thank you so much for your time today. That's the podcast for today. We're keen to hear your feedback. Leave a comment on our Facebook page, and if you're listening to us via iTunes, please leave a review. Finally, if you are interested in sponsorship or support of this podcast, head to our website or email us. You can also support us via Patreon. The link is www.patreon.com. Thanks for your service. The version of The Last Post is courtesy of Rachel Bostock. You can find links to her music on our website and Facebook page. Thanks for listening.